the greatest sermon ever given? Well, of course, we have Charles Spurgeon, John Calvin, George Whitfield, H.B. Charles Jr., John Piper, Matt Chandler, Kevin DeYoung, and more. But if we stopped for a second to think that Jesus' message delivered from a mountain was the greatest of all time. Well, today we're going to start our journey through this text of the Sermon on the Mount found in Matthew 5 through 7. Are you ready? Let's go. Thanks for joining me for a Bible study through the book of Matthew. Jesus has officially begun his ministry, and we are now starting our journey through what is called the Sermon on the Mount. This is found in Matthew chapter 5 through 7. So today we're going to chat briefly about Matthew chapter 5 verses 1 through 12. This section contains what is commonly known as the Beatitudes. Here it is. Seeing the crowds, he went up on the mountain, and when he sat down, his disciples came to him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Okay, so let's just walk through this passage real quick. It starts off with Jesus seeing the crowds and going up on the mountain to share this sermon. We see four other times in the book of Matthew where Jesus goes up on a mountain to deliver a significant message. We see this in chapter 17 with the transfiguration, chapter 24 with the discussion about end times, chapter 26 with the foretelling of Peter's denial, and finally chapter 28 with the Great Commission. So here he goes up on a mountain to deliver an important message. And it says his disciples came to him as Jesus sat down, opened his mouth, and taught them. So verses now, now verses 3 through 12, contain the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount. So basically, Jesus is saying this. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Blessed are the merciful. Blessed are the pure in heart. Blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake. (laughs) Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Blessed here would mean happy or fortunate, not in the sense of God will bless you, but that idea of happy are those who mourn, fortunate are those who are meek, happy, fortunate are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. That's the meaning behind this word that Jesus is using here. One commentary I read said, 
blessed introduces someone who is to be congratulated, someone whose place in life is an enviable one. These statements are not what the disciples expected to hear. These statements are not what I expect to hear. Think about that. Blessed are the poor in spirit, fortunate, envious, Fortunate are the meek, those who um, are persecuted. Those are the lives that are to be envied. That is not what I would expect. No, this isn't what we would expect. But the commentary read also said this. The life we're called to live as a disciple of Christ is one who has accepted the demands of God's kingdom in contrast with the attitudes of the man of the world. And they present this as the best way of life, not only in its intrinsic goodness, but in its results. The rewards of discipleship are therefore spelt out in the second half of each verse. Okay, discipleship, following Christ, denying ourselves for Christ doesn't always look amazing. But these verses are telling us that following Christ is not in vain. Listen to the results. For theirs is the kingdom. They shall be comforted. They shall inherit the earth. They shall be satisfied. They shall receive mercy. They shall see God. They shall be called sons of God. Theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Your reward is great in heaven. That's amazing. So let this start, this beginning of the Sermon on the Mount, encourage you. Following Christ is a lifelong journey, and though it may not look like what we would think, like following Christ, I want to be blessed this way and this way, he's telling us that by following him, no matter what happens, if we are sold out for Christ, then Ours is the kingdom. We'll be comforted, inherit the earth, we'll be satisfied, we'll receive mercy. Go through the Beatitudes, look at that list, and understand that living as a disciple of Christ is not a life wasted. It's not a life lived in vain. It is absolutely, completely worth it. All right, that's it. Be sure to check out CoreyMansfield.com for more episodes and articles. And I'm also going to be posting some YouTube devotionals on the site soon. So be on the lookout, and I look forward to talking again real soon.